What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey there, welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. All right, my friends, here we are. Another episode of Dear Gabby. This show is off to the races. It is moving me so deeply. It's moving so many people throughout the world. I'm so proud to be able to contribute in this way. And I'm so proud of our community. I'm so proud of every single one of you that shows up to listen, to participate, to bring your authentic truth to this conversation. I want you to feel that gratitude inside of you right now. Just know that I'm so deeply grateful. And I'm having a lot of fun doing this with you guys. I'm having a lot of fun. All right, here we are. We're going to pull a card for today's show. As you know, on the beginning of these shows, I love to pull a card to uh, really start the conversation. These are affirmation cards from my decks, and this is from The Universe Has Your Back deck. It's all quotes and messages from my book, The Universe Has Your Back, put into beautiful art in a card deck, an affirmation card deck. And I pull the card with the intention of really setting us up with a theme for the show. Without any accident, these cards begin to reveal exactly what it is that we need to return to over and over again as each new guest joins on. It's quite beautiful. So let's see what the universe has your back has in store for us today. All right, here we go. These decks are mixed up. There's some pink cards with the yellow cards. Oh my God. All mixed, mixed matched. We are here. Universe has your back. What do you have in store for us? Wow. Good one. I was talking about this today. Obstacles are detours in the right direction. Obstacles are detours in the right direction. You guys know that's one of my favorite quotes. I was talking about this actually on the first solo episode of Dear Gabby. And if this is something that you want to go back to listen to, you can go re-listen to it again. On the first solo episode of Dear Gabby, I do a long riff about why we have this opportunity when we witness an obstacle as a detour in the right direction. Obstacles are detours in the right direction. When we start to perceive our life through the lens of 
direction rather than being the victim of the world we see, we can experience our experiences differently. When we experience our experiences through the lens of possibility, we grow, we heal, we change, we pivot. We are often guided into something far greater than what we could ever imagine. But when we stay stuck in the victim mentality that these obstacles are are a sentence or I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I can't, I won't, I'm being, being punished, then we become the victim of the obstacle. So today, our theme is obstacles or detours in the right direction. I want you to open up in this moment right now how, and I say this in the first episode, the solo episode of Dear Gabby, you can go back and listen to me drive this home. I, I ask you, what would happen if you decided to perceive your scary diagnosis as a detour in the right direction to getting healthier, to getting more deeply connected to your faith? What if you could see the obstacle of a divorce as an opportunity to start loving yourself more? What if you could see the obstacle of losing a job as the opportunity of moving down a career path that is more elevating and fulfilling for you? How different would your life be if you made the commitment to see your obstacles as opportunities? That's our theme for today. I feel pretty teed up about that. I feel pretty psyched to go deeper into that conversation. And I guarantee you, it's going to show up in every single conversation we have today as we bring people on for the show. Gabby. Okay. I'm obsessed with saunas. Obsessed. I've been a sauna fanatic for six years now. There are so many freaking health benefits and it's a really big part of my routine for caring for my nervous system as well. Now check this out. You can sauna at home now. You can sauna at home or you can even sauna on the go when you're traveling. Higher Dose has a portable infrared sauna blanket. OMG. I have a lot of friends that have it. I've been using it. I'm obsessed. You literally feel like the most alive you've ever felt. It's it's kind of an amazing experience because you're also calming your central nervous system. And you're, of course, helping with physical pain and fast recovery and, and really helps with my sleep as well. But it's just an amazing way to feel good. And here on Dear Gabby, it's all about feeling good. And the higher dose sauna blanket has an amethyst layer to deepen the benefits of infrared. Plus, they have a tourmaline layer that generates negative ions and a charcoal layer to bind pollutants and a clay layer, which is for balancing the heat. They also have a really cool infrared PMF mat for anyone that doesn't want to sweat but still wants the benefits. And that mat is really interesting. It combines the dual technology of infrared with PMF. PMF stands for pulsed electromagnetic field. And it works by sending electromagnetic waves through your body at different frequencies to help promote your body's own recovery process. And these mats are built with 20 pounds of healing crystals. How awesome is that? So if you want to get your own infrared sauna blanket or infrared PMF mat, go to higherdose.com today and use my exclusive promo code GABBY75. Go to higherdose.com and at checkout, use GABBY75. That's G-A-B-B-Y 75. Obstacles or detours in the right direction. Let's rock and roll. Let's make it happen. I see so many of you in the chat now. 
Hello, Sandra Gorgeous. Hi. Gabby, oh my God, I'm so excited. Oh my God, you're so cute. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Okay, my dear Gabby, today, I, in the start of the pandemic, I was working full time. And prior to this, I had my own, well, I had my own business. I let that go. I started working part time. And then the pandemic happened. And I got furloughed and um, I started my new business or I went back to the business and um, there's been some anxiety over that. Like, you know, it has taken me to new avenues like networking and talking to people online, uh, speaking at webinars. Um, I get through it. But, oh, my God, the the anxiety and the the preparation I have to do to to be okay, you know, <laughs> to get through it. Okay. okay. So, Sandra, let's let's do two things here. First, let's bring it back to our theme, obstacles or detours in the right direction. The first question is, the story that you have about networking and and putting yourself out there and moving in this new career path. What is the storyline that's holding you back? I'm anxious. What is it? What's the story? I don't know what, well, I guess the insecurity of it or not having the confidence enough to just be comfortable with it and know that it's all going to work out. And it always does, but you know, I'm just so hard on myself, I guess. Just okay. trying to get through it. Yeah. Okay. So let's take this obstacle and see it as a detour in the right direction right now, Sandra. And I'm going to turn it into an opportunity for you. Are you ready? Okay. All right, Sandra, here we go, baby. So when we have the experience of stepping outside our comfort zone, we can often feel as though we want to run or hide or avoid. Uh, again, this is a, this in some cases can be perceived as an obstacle or it can be perceived as as something that we just don't even want to deal with because it's not comfortable. And being social, being a networker, putting yourself out there, self-marketing, self-publicity is terrifying for people. It's terrifying for people. What if I told you it could be fun? Can you get behind that? Okay, cool. So what I want to do is turn this upside down and turn it into an opportunity for fun. Because as you know from this show, when we bring joy to whatever it is that we do, we open up invisible doors for creative possibilities. So the joy that I want you to bring to this right now is, Sandra, you seem to me like you like people. Is that correct? Of course, yes. You do. And you seem like a very upbeat, bubbly lady. Mm -hmm. Do you like to get to know people? Yes. You do? You like to, to talk, don't you? Well, I think it's the talking part. Well, I, when it's- In general, baby. In general. With your, you're a talker. Like if you sit down with your girls, you're just like, chit, 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 chit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's, okay. So let's, let, let's talk this through. What I want you to do is I want you to show up for these networking events and these experiences with an attitude of how can I have more fun? How can I have more joy? How can I have a greater sense of connection to the individual in this moment right now? Because when we bring that joy to any situation, the universe shows up for us and then some. 
So what I want you to do is I want you to go to the next meeting with the attitude of how can I learn more about them rather than put the pressure on myself that I have to be the one presenting, that I have to be the one showing up and dancing for everybody else, right? So how can I show up for them? So Sandra, here's your advice, my love. I want you to make this a joyful experience. We have to get back to basics. You like talking, you like people, you like to learn things about people. So the moment that you redirect your perception of networking from instead of seeing it like I'm networking and I have to pitch myself, I want you to see it as I'm making friends. I'm having a coffee with my girlfriend. I'm showing up and just having a good time. The more joy we bring to situations that we seem to feel are uncomfortable, the more joyful those experiences become, the easier it is to navigate. So if your only objective is to have fun, how can you fail? If your only objective is to have fun, how can you fail? So I want you, my love, to step out, go to that next meeting, show up with your vibes, your high vibes. And I want you to also ask questions because when people feel insecurities around presenting themselves or showing up or being in public situations, the fastest way out of a place of insecurity is to ask other people about themselves because people, most people want to talk about themselves. Most people feel just like that, that experience of just like releasing that resistance when somebody starts engaging and asking them questions. So instead of feeling the pressure of having to show off for everybody else and present yourself to network with everybody else, ask other people about themselves. It's the fastest way to connect. It's the fastest way to connect. Beautiful, Sandra. Thank you, my love. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you so much, Gabby. I appreciate you. Love you so much. I have no doubt, Sandra, that you are going to network your brains out once you start to shift it this way, that you're going to like go there. And the truth is people don't care about your credentials. They don't care about what you do. They care about how you make them feel. So if you can show up with that attitude of feeling good and a high vibe, man, that it's like, it's everything. It's everything. Okay. Got me? Got you, baby. Thank you. You're welcome, Sandra. Bye, babe. All right, we're back. Who's next? Who is up? Hello, young lady. I uh, talked to you during the pandemic year last year. Um, and uh, yeah, so now I'm back and I'm very grateful this morning. The card that you pulled was completely what I needed, which it always is. Um, so last year I lost my job to the pandemic, but I actually think it had a lot to do with the company that I worked for, Belittled Women and also had some racist values. Um, That's a value, actually. So so I'm happy for you that you lost that job. That sounds like a good loss. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a loss at all. It sounds like a gain. Okay. And the silver lining, even though it wasn't good, was we found out my dad has cancer and it's terminal. And um, so prior to that, I'd always kind of felt that I should start kind of like leaning more in a different direction for work. But I've got all these ideas and I can't bring into focus of what I should do. Like, I feel like I should do like 20 things, but I can't kind of narrow it down. I started a book three years ago, which we talked about. I haven't picked that back up. I think about starting a podcast. I think about doing something to like help back. And during this time of my dad's cancer, I've put my life on hold. Um, I've literally been his advocate, his caregiver. Um, I've done every research possible. And I feel like I should do something with that. But because right now, it's terminal and he's taken such highs and lows, really lows. Um, 
I just don't know what to do because I feel like I need to be there for him right now, but I don't know how to transition to something because eventually I'll need to, but I'm so scared of my dad dying. And then I feel like I'm supposed to be out there trying to plan like a career. And I just feel like I'm in this weird vortex of like darkness and all I am is consumed by my dad, but I can't seem to like, I cry, but I don't feel anything. If that makes sense. Like, it's like, I'm numb to feeling. So therefore I procrastinate. I procrastinated before throughout the years, I think because I knew I wasn't in jobs that I should have been in. And I was in abusive job situations that I didn't stand up and speak my truth. And now I just feel with my dad's stuff, I feel guilty starting something. I don't know when to start something, what to start. If that makes sense. All right. So Crystal, first of all, I'm very sorry to hear about your father. And that I understand that that's extremely difficult. And I'm so sorry that you're going through that. And what I'm about to ask, I want to make sure it comes out right. Because I don't in any way want to diminish the experience you're having with your father. But what I am noticing is a pattern in this very brief conversation. I'm noticing a pattern of potentially attracting situations that might keep you from your greatness. Yeah. Is that, is that resonating? Yeah. I'm reading the body keeps the score and yeah. Okay. So there's some trauma in the background. If you're reading the body keeps the score, that's usually a sign. That's a book by Bessel van der Kolk that everyone must read if you've experienced any kind of trauma. And so when we've have some kind of past trauma, we often will run from ourselves in different ways, as we've heard in many different ways on this show before. We've heard lots of people share about this. And we also can begin to attract similar types of abusive situations that we've experienced from the past. And so you've used the word abusive relationships at work. You then mentioned a job that was racially incorrect and was was sexist and there was some bad stuff going on there. And so the relationships that we attract into our life, whether they be career relationships, whether they be employers or employees, or romantic relationships or friendships are a reflection of our own internal belief system about ourselves. Yeah. And what we believe we're worthy of, what we believe we are able to handle. And also, most importantly, they mirror back to us the unresolved parts that still need to be brought back to love. So right now you're putting a lot of focus on your dad, which is the most beautiful thing you could do in your lifetime. It's a beautiful thing to do. But I don't want the caring for him to take away from the caring for you. Because the only way to undo the patterns that of continuously attracting the same job over, the same people over, because my love, you will continue to attract the same shit until you show up for it, mm-hmm. is to take that mirror and put it back on yourself and say, what is it that needs to be cleared? What is it that needs to be healed? What is it that needs to be revealed? And if you are financially able to do this at this time, not everybody can take time off, but if you have support from the government or if you're financially stable at this time, I would highly recommend really taking that energy that you're putting so deeply into trying to figure things out and instead focus on how you can grow and how you can heal. Because what we forget often is that the time and energy and the seasons of our life that we devote to our own personal development pay us back tenfold, that we speed up by slowing down, that the commitment that we make to undoing our old patterns 
gives us a lifetime of change. You hear me? Mm-hmm. You can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So if you have the space that at this time, by no means am I saying to take energy off of your dad because you want to hold him in his transition and in his experience. But what he wants for you is to care for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel that. Um, I gave up alcohol over this past year and I really dove into what 2020 was for me was in 19, I had a bit of a meltdown and then 2020 kind of prepared me to start working through some trauma. Uh, there was some sexual abuse from a child, adult, abusive relationship over the last you know four years. And this time I do have where I can have a bit of a financial you know, security, um, but it's kind of like, I got this plan to maybe spend the next whatever amount it is to like dive into some like more deeper internal work, but also just some stuff to figure out how could I write the book or how could I start the website or how could I start a podcast? I really feel that I want to have some type of media that like can give that help out to the world. Like I okay, definitely. So I'm going to stop you there, Crystal. And I'm going to give you the same advice that my, one of my coaches gave me when I was in the early days of showing up for my childhood trauma. I was 36 years old. I remembered a dissociated trauma that I hadn't known was there. Unconsciously, it was there. Consciously, I didn't know. When I remembered it, I, 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 within the first month of my recovery, I was like, I need to talk about this. I need to write about this. I've got to go save all the women and all the children. And I got to, you know, it was just like the, the warrior came out. She said, slow down, sister. You have to do your work first. You have to get grounded in your recovery first. And the universe will reveal to you how you will serve. I promise you that, Crystal. You are going to be in the service of others, but you have to be in the service of yourself first. Your father wants you to show up at your highest for yourself. That's what any parent would want for their child. Make that commitment to yourself right now. Ground yourself in your own recovery. Here I am. I'm 41. I was 36 when I remembered the trauma, and I'm 41. And yesterday, a few days ago, I put the finishing touches on the last chapter of my trauma recovery book. That is five years later five years later. So what I'm asking of you is to take your five years or whatever it is before you. And it's also dangerous for us to go out in the world and start sharing our stories when we are not fully developed in them yet, because we are still triggered in the shame when we talk about trauma. And so if we are still activated in the shame, that shame will be activating to others. And I learned that the hard way, Crystal. I learned that the hard way. I got up on stages way too early speaking about my experience when I wasn't resolved in it. And it was very detrimental to people. And I'm I'm glad that it didn't truly harm anyone, but there were people that were super triggered and kicked up in some of the conversations I had publicly. And so, you know, we want to really do our work on ourselves before we try to serve others. And that's the other thing also is that there's a codependent attitude of like, I have to save everybody else because no one is saving me, right? Or I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of the love that I can give everybody else. And I want you, my love, 
to take all that love and put it back onto you. You're on the right track. Yeah. The codependency definitely um, hits home for sure. And that's something that I'm trying to transition from having that heavy codependency with my dad and the cancer right now. And how do I be there for him still, but start to transition to be there for myself. And codependent behavior is another form of addiction. And it's a way of numbing out our own personal pain. If I can just save everybody else, I don't have to save myself. But the answer now, my love, is to go in, look in the mirror, say, I love you and show up for yourself one day at a time. God bless you, sweetness. God bless you. I'm a supplement junkie. I love any kind of vitamin powder supplement in any form. I'm, I'm obsessed. I was brought up homeopathic, so I've always relied on supplements, and I've always had this crazy drawer filled with, with all kinds of supplements, and it's kind of like my personal apothecary. When it comes to supplements, I'm always looking for the next really powerful product. And I just did this really cool quiz to help me pare down what was best for me. And it was the care of quiz. It's an in-depth online quiz that asks you a series of questions about your diet and your lifestyle and any personal health concerns that you might have and specific wellness goals. And it was really easy to fill out. And then at the end of it, it gave me the exact recommendations of what was necessary for me and my personal health. And I was kind of blown away. Care of makes it really easy to declutter your cabinet and replace a mess of bottles and all the dispensers and all the stuff that goes along with vitamins with these easy vitamin packs. And it's really easy because it gives you the exact recommendation in individually wrapped packets that are really perfect for getting back into that routine of feeling like you're on top of your health. And Care-of's products are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by science. So for 50% off your first Care-off order, go to takecareof.com and enter DearGabby50. That's 50% off your first Care-of product purchase. Go to takecareof.com and enter the code DearGabby50 and enjoy the quiz. The quiz is super cool. I hope you enjoy the quiz, the products, the declutter, the whole vibe. All right, let's bring on our next guest. So let's talk to you, Nicole. How are you doing, sweetness? Well, you have gotten me. I just want you to know how grateful I am for you. Sorry. My no. mother was an alcoholic. She literally was in a bar and got shot and killed on accident, but she was an amazing person, like amazing. So I, I really, I love that you, um, you know, have shared your journey. So thank you. It's amazing what you've done with your life and yourself. So I just admire you so much. I can't believe I'm talking to you. Um, so I've been going through my first marriage was like, we were in love. Me and my best friend married brothers ended up getting physical with me. And I was very confident, you know, so I, it was hard, but I was able to leave and I moved away. I lived in Las Vegas and I moved away to Chicago and I had a little girl. The father just kind of decided to disengage. So I had the ability to move and I did. And it's been amazing. Anyways. So I had my life together and I had to cause some chaos. I had to get in there and you know, unconsciously make sure that I did that. So I met this man online and wow, did I change my one aunt that actually referred me to you. 
she at one point said, honey, I can't talk to you anymore. You have to go talk to a domestic violence person. So I did. Oh, wait, hang on. So the first partner, your first husband was abusive to you. And now the second partner physically. And now the next one is as well. Mentally. So it's a total different ballgame. Okay. So you're attracting abusive relationships. Okay. I got it. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which doesn't make a lot of sense because my father didn't abuse me. My Mm -hmm. dad is, I'm daddy's little girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it has to do with my mother mm-hmm. or my sister was always very mean to me. Mm-hmm. There you go. me. It's not her fault. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I met this man. Interesting enough, he has the same birthday as my sister. And I knew that was a red flag. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I ignored all the red flags. But the hard yeah. part is, right? It's like what you said, obstacles come in your life and you have to see them as opportunities. I've been in the court system for seven years and I am a life coach. And so I've taken a lot of my healing from the past. Obviously, I know the things that I'm working through right now. I don't try to focus on that with my clients, but I've overcome a lot. Like Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. a great, really, I have a great life and Mm -hmm. I don't know that I should have made it. (laughs) That's what people said on paper. You know, they're like, do you really think you're going to be able to do this? And, um, and I've done it. So I pride myself on that. And I've been able to just get out of, I mean, I had some really dark moments and sometimes I still do. And so I think more recently over the past couple of weeks, I'll find that I just, I feel different than I've ever felt like sadness. Okay. I'm, I'm just tired and it doesn't last for too long. And your work helps me so much, but I want to be able to just do it on my own. You know, like I can't afford to be a part of your membership for one. Oh, I'm giving, uh, I'm giving it to you right now. You are now a member for life. There's your membership. Don't even question that. <laughs> that. Oh my God. Of course. It's my pleasure. I I'm just feel very alone going through the kind of case that I'm going through. You feel like you're on an island by yourself, even mm-hmm. though you have support people, you mm-hmm. feel that way. Seven years in the court system because where I live, they just don't make decisions. It's an unfortunate judicial system, but they just don't. So they let you stay. Nicole, I want to focus on something you said. Okay. So first things first, you said you felt alone. We're going to, I'm going to give you access to the miracle membership. And I want you to be part of this community. And I want you to feel supported and held and served and loved by everyone that's in that Facebook group and everybody that's in the membership and entering your portal and getting all the support that I can give you. That's, that's my best way to support you beyond this. But what I want to recommend is that you look at what you said. You said something very profound, and I'm really proud of you, and I don't even think you have any idea of how big this is. You said, I'm really sad, and that you're starting to tap into a sense of sadness. Is that correct? I'm turning 45. I'm so mad at myself that I've created this life for my children and me. Okay. Like, not the good parts, but the parts of who I chose to be their father. Okay. I feel so bad. Okay. So this is what I want to point out that's a big part of your recovery journey in this moment, and it's quite beautiful. You, you may not be aware that it's happening, is that you're starting to tap into the grief, the grief of what happened to you, the grief of being abused by your sister, the grief of being abused by these partners, the grief of of allowing yourself to receive that kind of abuse. 
And, and grief is a impermissible feeling that we often never give voice to. But you opened the door when you said, I'm sad. Because what I'm identifying is that you're sad for the little girl who believed that's all she was worth. So I want you to understand how big a deal this is. Because when you can, instead of being mad at the adult that made those choices, I want you to have compassion for the little girl who had experiences she should not have had. And that little girl showed up in all those adult relationships. Okay, sweetheart? The adult part of you is the one that's the coach. The adult part of you is the one that's a beautiful mother. The adult part of you has got these beautiful angel wings on your neck right now, and she knows that God is real, and she knows that that she is being guided, and she believes in personal growth. It's the little girl that feels that she's not worthy, that she's not good enough, she doesn't deserve more, that abuse is the only way. And so instead of, this is a major, major shift, okay, my love? Instead of being sad because you did something wrong, I want you to be compassionate and loving towards the sad part of you because the real sadness is coming from the grief of the little girl who wasn't cared for. You got me? It makes sense in processing it. So in those moments when you want to judge and attack yourself, I want you to hear my voice, hear Gabby saying, choose compassion instead. I want you to speak to yourself. What would you say? You have a daughter, you said? You have two daughters? or Two. They're amazing. And my youngest just saw you and she goes, she is beautiful, mommy. I love her. How old is she? How old is the youngest? Seven. Seven. Okay. So what would you say to your girls if they said, I'm so sad. I hate myself for all the things I've done. Oh my gosh. I would say number one is that it's okay to feel that way, but you have to forgive yourself because you were doing the best you knew. And mommy does the best she knows, right? Because I teach them that. Like, because my my almost 13-year-old is angry at me that she doesn't have a father. And so, or that her father's not in the picture. She has a father, but he's just, anyways. So I just tell her, mommy. So I would tell them the same thing. Like, we have to work on forgiveness. Like, I wouldn't want them to shove it away. I would want them to accept it and forgive and know that they were doing the best that they knew but to also take note of it. Nicole, stop now. I want you to say this to yourself. I want you to say, Nicole, look at me and say it. Nicole, keep going. Exactly what you would say to your girls. You did the best you could. (laughs) Nicole, you did. But I don't believe that I was smarter than that. Okay, let's get back to the belief that Nicole was just a little girl. And she was, she was making choices from a little girl place. Okay, sweetheart, speak to the little girl. Nicole, you were doing the best you knew as a little girl. That little girl was making those choices, not the adult Nicole. It was the little girl that wanted to fix something or thought that that was all she was worth. There you go. But she didn't know what she was worth. You're going to teach her. Can you right now just close your eyes and just see the little girl, little Nicole, and just give her a little hug, tell her that you've got her back, and just tell her that you're going to do your best to be as compassionate as you can towards her? Of course. Absolutely. 
I believe you now. I believe you. Beautiful. Absolutely. She deserves that. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Good job. Good job. Good job, Nicole. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful work right now. That was excellent. You are a brave woman and you're, you're speaking for so many people who carry the burden of believing that they're wrong when it was just a part of them that was looking for love in the wrong places or looking for support or just just looking for what they didn't get. And that's, you know, seeing ourselves as we would see our children, seeing ourselves in their in our innocence is a huge step towards forgiving ourselves. Thank you for reminding me that. Yeah. So much love to you. So much love to you, my friend. Your girls are lucky to have a mama like you. Very blessed. You're welcome. Have a gorgeous day, sweetheart. Thank you. When I started this podcast, I got so busy that I was struggling to figure out what to cook. I was struggling to get to the grocery store. I was just really busy. One of my loves in the world is cooking. I couldn't bring as much attention to my cooking and my time in the kitchen and my time at the grocery store. And that's where Green Chef came in for me. Oh my God, guys, this saved my life. It's the first USDA certified organic meal kit. And it's a delivery kit that sends you fresh, flavorful veggies straight from the farm. And you can really feel like you're going to the farmer's market, but you're just getting it delivered straight to your door. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of awesome recipes and all the ingredients are pre-measured and they're perfectly portioned and they're prepped, which is kind of the best part. So you can just spend less time stressing and just more time creating and enjoying your meal. Green Chef is the first ever and only keto meal kit on the market, and it makes sticking to low-carb lifestyle easy. I stick to keto. It's kind of my main diet of choice. And you can get recipes in here that are only 14 net carbs each, which is pretty major if you're someone who tries to stay away from carbs. And recipes are quick and they're easy and there's step-by-step instructions. And I love to cook, but I really don't love to prep. And this has saved me. So go to greenchef.com forward slash 90-G-A-B-B-Y, Gabby. Use the code 90-G-A-B-B-Y to get 90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com forward slash 90-Gabby. Use the code 90-Gabby, G-A-B-B-Y to get $90 off, including free shipping. Oh, I just saved you a lot of time. Who do we have next? Hello, Gabby. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? You're in the dark. Um, It's really late here. It's really, it's like um 3.30 in the, in the morning. Where are you? In Australia. I was going to say, I never get Aussies on this show because of the time that I record and I have an Aussie. Yay! Yay, representing all your Aussies. Wonderful. Thanks for being here, Paul. Yeah, thank you. I've read, um, I think I've read like two of your books in the past. And um, yeah, I just was, I struggled through mental illness. That's what I wanted to talk about. And um, yeah, just uh, I took LSD like five years ago and I took too much of it. And I ended up in the hospital and I got diagnosed with mental illness and I got put on medications and all that. And I convinced myself back then that like my life's going to be over and I'm not going to be able to like move forward and do things with my life. 
And I sort of like retreated back and I got off the medication like five times in the past and I've had relapses and I ended up back in the hospital. And um, yeah, just it's just been like a journey. And I, at the moment, I'm not doing much. I'm just volunteering at, at um, my job and I don't have like much going on at the moment. So I just, uh, I just feel like really lost and I just struggle every day. Paul, my love, I'm proud of you for speaking up, sweetheart, because when people suffer with any form of mental illness, it's, it's hard to, it, listen, it's hard to navigate life when you are not having a biochemical condition. When you're having a biochemical condition, it, it, it just adds a whole humongous layer of discomfort and uncertainty and daily, uh, as you said, your words, daily struggle. Those are the words you used. Okay. Yeah. But what I want to acknowledge is that the commitment that you've made to yourself is beautiful. You said to me, I'm not really doing much right now, but I'm volunteering at the job I have. How is that not doing much? That's huge. What is it that you're volunteering? What is it that you're doing when you volunteer? I, um, I'm, it's a vegan restaurant. You work at a vegan restaurant and you're volunteering at a vegan restaurant. It's a lentils is anything it's called. So it's like a, everyone volunteers there and people pay as they feel like um, for the meals. Beautiful. So when yeah, it's you're really there, nice to work there. Yeah, I was going to say, when you're, so it's really nice to work there. When you're there, do you feel good? Do you feel like you're out of your own head? You're out of yourself? You're serving others? You're feeling connected to people? Is that correct? Yeah, I've done. I have. Yeah, that's it. Like I haven't worked for a long time and doing this like really helped me bring a little bit stability, like whatever you call yep. that work. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my advice. Do whatever it takes to create that stability. That's the word you used. Stability. Yeah. Do whatever it takes, do whatever it takes to bring yourself to that place of stability, whether it be going and volunteering on the job, whether it be going for a walk, whether it be joining Dear Gabby at three o'clock in the morning in Australia, whether it be whatever it is, because the thing that we have to realize is one of the gifts that we can receive when we are struggling with something that feels debilitating is that we actually have no other choice but to bring life back to basics, to get it to be as simple and as, as directed and intentional as possible, and to be as present in the moment as we can be. Let me ask you this right now, sweetheart. Talking to me right now, how are you feeling? I feel normal, like I'm a bit shaky like talking to you a bit nervous I think I don't know not nervous but I feel good like talking feel good. to you yeah beautiful in this moment right now three o'clock in the morning in Australia talking to Gabby on dear Gabby you feel normal you feel like a little shaky you feel a little excited like there's something cool going on you're sitting in the dark talking to dear Gabby oh wow okay in this moment you're doing great in this moment, you're doing great. I want you to add up the moments, babe. I want you to be present in the moments of greatness. And just when you fall into a different place, go and you're going to go off to go to the vegan restaurant. And you're going to start working. 
you'll start feeling a little bit more normal again. You'll start feeling a little bit more relaxed again and start to enjoy that presence. And then if you feel any different later, you can go back and re-listen to a Dear Gabby episode, or you can go read that book that you like, or you can go for a walk, whatever it is that you need to do to get back to that stability that you referenced. Because remember our, our message was turning obstacles into opportunities. Your opportunity, Paul, your opportunity is to experience something that most people don't have the blessing of ever having the experience of, which is presence. Being in the present moment, showing up for all that is, being present with with whatever is coming up in that moment. Because often when we're dealing with any form of mental illness, anxiety, depression, fear, we are often scared of what's coming. But if you're just staying present in the moment, what's coming doesn't matter. You're in this moment right now. Does that resonate with you? Uh, yes. Yeah, it does. I'm actually reading uh, the book, The Power of Now. Exactly. There you go. How funny is that? How classic is that, Paul, that your dear Gabby advice would be to be in the present moment. And you know Eckhart Tolle's story. He wrote The Power of Now. And his story is about having dealt with mental illness. And by getting grounded in the now, he was able to heal and to recover and to become new in a way, in a major way, to to really bring himself out of that. Yeah. So with the support of medication, with the support of psychiatric support, with the support of being present with, with the power of now, with the vegan community that you work with, all the things that you're doing here are going to keep you in the now. And right here, right now, Paul, we're good. We're having a nice time. Three o'clock in the morning, hanging out on Dear Gabby, representing Australia here on Dear Gabby. Awesome. Yeah. Baby, Thanks so a lot proud. for that. I want you to share somewhere on Facebook or Instagram a picture of the vegan food, and I want you to tag me in it, and I want to shout out your vegan food somehow. <laughs> and I just, I want you to know that the joy that you have in those moments brings joy to others, and that's the biggest work you can do in the world. So you're doing it. You're doing it, sweetheart. Yeah, I just need to focus on being present and not only focus like I need to, I feel like I need to focus on um, eating healthier and like getting, doing like addictions, like getting away from that. The more present you are in the moment, yeah, the more ease you will have creating healthier habits. So if you focus on that presence, you can make decisions from that present state. If you're eating a meal and you're focusing on presence, you can make better choices, right? You understand what I'm saying? So The Power of Now is is absolutely your book. I'm so, so happy that's the book you were guided to. Yeah, I'll just keep reading it because I remember Oprah was saying that she keeps it next to her bed. Mm -hmm. So that's what Mm -hmm. I want to just keep reading it and practicing and focusing on my breathing as well. It says in the new earth. Yep, yep. Eckhart Tolle is your teacher. I'm really, really blown away by the synchronicity of the fact that my guidance to you is to be present and then this is the work you're doing. He is your teacher. He is your guide. I'm really proud. I'll have to have him on Dear Gabby and um, I'll have him give you a shout out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. You're so beautiful, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your truth. 
And I'm so thrilled to be present with you in this moment. And yeah. I'm just, I hope Thanks you, for that. you get some nice sleep tonight. Just relax. Yeah. And I also go on to a Course in Miracles meetings for like I do once a week. I do that. So, yeah. Well, Paul, you are a spiritual rock star. I'm going to give you as well uh, access to my miracle memberships. You have even more support. Okay, sweetheart. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, I want to support your journey. You're doing really great. You're doing great. Yeah. I hope you believe me. You're doing great. Yeah, I can believe I can see it. Like, I could, I could feel it that I can, I'm doing good. Like, I'll, I'll keep it up. You are doing great. Keep it up. I can't wait to see you in Australia. I'll be back one day. All right. See you later. Sleep well, my love. Good night. Thanks. Bye, babe. All right. Okay. What a show. Guys, obstacles are detours in the right direction. We saw that over and over and over and over again in every single person that came through on this show. We saw that The experience of witnessing the discomfort through the lens of love can be the catalyst for our greatest personal growth, strength, change, and power, reconnecting to that place of inner power. So no matter what you're suffering with right now, no matter what obstacle you're facing, I challenge you today to begin to see the possibility for growth in that obstacle. In what ways can you heal more? In what ways can you grow more? In what ways can you redirect your life towards something that will be more fulfilling and more heart-opening for your soul? In what ways can this obstacle be perceived as a detour in the right direction? I'm really proud of what came up today on this show. I want you all to really hold yourself with a lot of love and a lot of compassion and a lot of grace for being able to listen, for being able to stick around to the end, for being able to support each other through this. It's, it's, it's no small thing to get to the end of this show and to really have taken it all in. Remembering you're not alone. Remembering we're all in this together. We are a community. And I love you. I'm so grateful that you're part of this. This is Dear Gabby. Thank you for joining me. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience of this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Gabby.